0: Hello and welcome to Success Stories. I'm Kendra Hall, Chief Storytelling Officer at Success Magazine, and this is the podcast where we sit down with the brightest stars and the boldest thought leaders as they share their stories so you can create your own success story. Today's conversation is with an absolutely sensational woman. And if you've ever heard that in order to achieve success, you need to work on yourself, but weren't exactly sure where to start or if that was just kind of all talk, this conversation will answer that question. Emily Vavra and her brand, It's Emily, encourage followers to be 1% better every day. That's the path she followed from humble beginnings all the way to being a successful business owner and keynote speaker. And I just learned she's a fellow Minnesotan, just like me. Emily, welcome to success. We are so excited to hear your stories.
1: I'm honored to be here.
0: I, I, we were just having a little pre podcast conversation. We grew up, what would you say, like 30 minutes from each other?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Where hardly anyone knows where that is but we do. I know.
0: (laughs) When you said it, when you said uh, the town in Minnesota, and I I could hear it in your voice (laughs) that you were thinking she has no idea where that is. Even knowing that I'm from Minnesota too. And I was like, oh no, I went to golf tournaments (laughs) there. So (laughs) that's where it was. Well, and actually, Emily, I think that's a really great place to start. I mean, we heard in the Mm -hmm. intro, you are extremely successful. You are an entrepreneur and an inspiration, uh, truly for women and men who are looking to really make a difference and, Mm. and grow a big business, but it didn't start there. Now, knowing (laughs) the small town that you grew up in, it isn't like some like crazy (laughs) metropolis. So, so tell me how this all started for Mm. you. Like, when do you first remember your entrepreneurial vision coming true yeah. or
1: beginning. Yes, absolutely. Well, Kendra, I grew up in, like like we just said, a really small town. I was raised by a single mom and I was by myself a lot and I wasn't the smartest person in school. So I, I really worked hard on making friends and overcompensating in that way. And after high school, I was like, what do I want to do? My mom's like, brother's at this school your sister's at this school you need to do something and i was like what's the fastest thing i i can do and so i became a massage therapist and really early on um, started working for a great doctor in the midwest rehabbing major weight loss patients but i quickly realized working at this private practice that you know i was trading time for money and i still was having a hard time paying my bills and so you know being raised by a single mom watching her work multiple jobs i'm like i'll just get another job i'm like what mm. what else can i do so i started nannying four boys and at this point i was 21 working multiple jobs and i just felt completely burnt out and i i knew there had to be more than life than this i mean that's like what would go on in my head every single day i'm like why are why am i just trying to get through the day I felt like I was just trying to get to Friday, and it was at the gym in Minnesota where I met a woman who just walked different. She talked different. She was friendly. Mm-hmm. She had an energy about her, and I met her and we became friends on social media. I had no idea what she did. It was this thing called network marketing. I didn't even know what that was, mm-hmm. um, but what I knew is, is she was living life with intention and purpose. And she just had this happiness about her that I wanted so bad. And so at the time I was 23, I said, Hey, her name's Holly. I said, Would you be open to meet me for coffee and just share what you do? Because I'm really looking for some guidance. And she was like, Yep, I'll meet you. And that was the day that I started uh, my entrepreneurial journey and really started my own business at the age of 23.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. And, and I do think it's, I, I want to go to that, that moment because I think that we've all seen those people who walk different and who talk different. Have you like, what did you, what gave you the courage to speak with her, right? Because there was obviously something to learn from her. Mm-hmm. Did you, are you just a fearless, I'm going to go up and talk to all the important people at the gym kind of person or or how did that even happen?
1: Yeah. So we started to build a friendship at a women's workout, an acquaintance mm-hmm. friendship. And then it was for nine months, Kendra, that I followed her and I creeped on her on Facebook. Nine months. It took me nine months And of me having one of those Jesus take the wheel type of moments in my personal life of I don't like how I'm living. I don't like how I'm acting. I'm looking for love and attention in all the wrong places. And just as a young woman, I just I just had a moment where I was like, enough is enough. What do I do? And Mm -hmm. so it was that defining moment that I reached out. I had her phone number. I texted her and just had the courage And, you know, it it was really, it was really a a while though of of watching her and then just saying, okay, now I would go up to anybody, but I didn't have that confidence or courage back then, (laughs) you know, that is so fascinating
0: (laughs) because the way, the way that you first told that you were like, oh, there's this woman. And then I talked to her. And so I think that's important for people to hear that it didn't, she didn't walk in and you were like, wow, she's amazing. I'm going to go up and talk to her. Because I think about it, and yeah, there are people that like I followed for years, years before I felt comfortable within myself to you know go the next step mm-hmm. in that relationship. So that actually makes me feel a lot better yeah. that you were like, oh no, no, it was nine months of, <laughs> of me like working, <laughs> like getting yep, to that point to talk sure. to her. So you started things start going like, where? What were some of the lessons that you learned? Like, what were some of the mistakes that you made early mm-hmm. on that you can remember? Did you make? did you have any missteps? Like I, I can't imagine it just went straight up, you know, we all no. have... Oh my
1: gosh, a tremendous amount of mistakes. Uh, maybe that'll be in a book someday. But yeah, uh, basically, I wanted my life to change so bad. And she became my mentor. And at the time, we were, you know, both just ready to build something of our own. And so we said, let's just move in together. And we moved in together to Minneapolis. And we you know, she already had success. I did not have any, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. she gave me her old desk. Uh, I made a vision board, and I literally got to work and and started setting up meetings and and just making the business happen. Um, but through that process of growing and learning, I mean, I made so many mistakes. I I didn't know how to ask for the sale when when closing someone. I I, I thought I had to look a certain way to be successful. So spend a bunch of money to do that. And I didn't understand that. Um, you know, I didn't understand that repetition is the mother of all skills. So give yourself grace. And one of the biggest things, and I think a lot of people can relate, I compared myself to everybody I aspired to be like. And in that process, I stopped enjoying the now. And because I just wanted to be successful and I wanted to get the income and I wanted all that. But in the in the moments, like every day I just it was like kind of painful going through it when I learned later <laughs> that you can enjoy now, you can find joy now in what you do while you're pursuing something so great. It's
0: a fine line, right? We've all heard that success leaves clues. Uh, and so it's really valuable if you find somebody who's been successful at what you want to do to follow them and 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 watch their moves and and emulate them in in some capacity, at mm-hmm. least versus reinventing the wheel. But there's that fine line between then, like, using them as inspiration and using them as like a a bludgeon over your head of like, why can't I get there? Why am I not that? Right. And you said, I learned later on to find joy in the now. So please tell me how, because I... I know for myself, this is something that I struggle with. And I think anybody, and, and of course, this is a success podcast. The people who are listening to this yeah. are achievers. They have that achiever mindset, which is great to have, to always be looking forward. Uh-huh. But it does mean in oftentimes that we forget to look where, stop and like look around us. So what... Like, do you have a method? What advice? Like, talk to me about this. For me, I want to get better at
1: this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I I studied people like Bob Proctor and Tony Robbins and and, and just so many, uh, Jack Canfield, so many great mentors. And I started to realize that when I was going towards my goal, there was so much resistance because I was putting off that energy. I was Either it was subconscious, conscious. I was putting out desperate energy, needy energy, all the things that nobody wants. And so I, I realized that I needed to not only have, yes, uh, a macro goals, macro vision. Of course, like today when we're speaking, I live on the Pacific Ocean. At the time, I lived with my girlfriend sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. So having the macro is important. But I, what I realized is I have to have micro goals and micro wins and find excitement in today. So it shifts my energy in everything that I do. So now I have ease. And so for an example, I would walk the lakes a- in Minneapolis at noon on a Wednesday. And I'm like, I am so excited to do that. I get mm. to do that. And I, it just started to find joy in every single thing. in my favorite coffee I got to order in the the privilege of even going to a hot yoga class and like how excited I am to go to a hot yoga class. And I just shifted my mindset to what excites me now. I I know what excites me in the long term. I I have that vision. And what happened is I just started to change my energy and things things are easier. And, And even today, as I Go on and do other things. I still have to talk to myself every single morning. I'm like, Emily, what excites you today? Like, you know, and it shifts and you're, you attract so much more in and you have a lightness about you and Mm -hmm. it's not so heavy and you have, you find joy in, in the mundane, in the moments
0: I, uh, I love what you're, I love that you, I love that you say that even now you ask yourself, like, what are you excited about today? And, and listening to you talk, I realized that, that I was facing a similar struggle. So I, I moved to New York city, I think we've been here three years now. So I'm, I'm new to the city. I know you're uh, relatively new to, uh, California and the Pacific ocean, um, And I've, of course, my dream has always been to live here and like what a beautiful thing it is. But as an entrepreneur and you know this and all the entrepreneurs who are listening, part of the makeup is pushing, going, I need to be, I need to be working. I need to be, because, because you are, you're, you're, you're responsible for it. Like this, you are the, until you get to a certain point. right. At the beginning or even in the middle or towards the end at the different phases of the business, you are the thing that makes it go. And what I realized I had done to myself was move to New York City and then not allowed myself to enjoy The very thing that my entrepreneurship had given me, which is to, to live, to create my own schedule, uh, to live in the, the, the most incredible city, my husband and I work together. So like, we don't, he's not going to a job and I'm, and I wasn't, um, it was almost like I was punishing myself. Like I would lock myself in the apartment and work all day. Like I knew everybody else was doing, this is back when people were actually going to offices and now everybody's locked yeah. themselves in the room. But but it was almost like, um like a Rapunzel thing. Like, but I had done it to myself and I, mm. it was almost like I was withholding joy yeah. until I achieved that huge goal. But how do you have enough energy to achieve the huge goal if you don't Engage in the joy around you right now, which is I think what you were saying right there.
1: Oh, you're so spot on. And every I feel like anybody who listens to this, they can resonate times 10 because I think we associate success and hard work with with it being hard. Yeah. I think With suffering. I, yeah. <laughs> suffering. And I know for certain that was my mindset. I was like, this has to be painful there. Unplug the TV, like, you know, yes. hustle, hustle culture tells us that when in reality, if you have this harmony in your day and you just let it go and remember to breathe it, you can enjoy the entire process. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to get to the end and, and be like, well, you did all that. You have some great accolades, but what, the, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and what I realized is that by living in more joy and doing these little things, like where you live, most people dream about the the life you have. Most people dream about and realize. I dreamed about yeah, it. Like, and, and, and you actually inspire more people showing that you know, than anything. Like when I show the little things in my life that I do, that I get to do, that's when I get messages like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait until I can hire that help or, Mm -hmm. or experience what you're experiencing right now. And I forget all those little things. That's what brings other people like they want to do it that they're like, Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a total process. And it's an, that's why I say it's an ongoing one for an achievers DNA. Like this is something we're constantly going to have to work on, but I do believe when you get it and you, you just, oh, you, you just live in the moments more and, and I'm still quick and hustling. I, I'm not going to not say that, but you enjoy it. You're going to actually have way more ease in everything you do and you're, you're more attractive.
0: Yeah. I, and that's where I think is really important that you said at the beginning of this part of the conversation is that when you started, and, and also to, I want to point out that you mentioned, um, the joy in the coffee that you drink and the joy in going to whatever yoga class that was in the middle. Those are very small. Somebody once asked me in one of those, like, interviews like, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? And someone wrote like, what's, or the question was, what's your favorite vacation? I was <laughs> like, iced coffee. Yeah. Cause you know, I wish, I wish I could just go on vacation, but I got stuff to do, right. but to like, to really lean into and enjoy. So it can be done in these very simple ways. Mm-hmm. Um, So it doesn't have to be over the top, But what you said was, once you made that shift and started embracing the joy that was around you, even the little bits of joy, things started to change, right? You started to see more success. You started, and you said it right there, to become more attractive, did you, in terms of a business sense. So did you see that shift then? Was that a big part
1: of? Absolutely. And in my business, people wanted to learn from me. They wanted to join me. They, you know, they, they felt my frequency shift, you know, mm-hmm. my frequency shifted from gratitude to joy, to fun. I mean, the people want to be around fun people. And I started to have more fun and people wanted to join my culture. They wanted to join my group and uh, yeah, dramatically saw a shift and, and just overall, like my, Attitude and energy completely shifted.
0: Well, and it grows exponentially. I love that actually. What you were talking about right there with um, your frequency mm-hmm. can Can we talk a little bit about frequency? Because I am, um, I feel like I'm kind of new to the conversation, but definitely realizing how the way I feel or as i'm managing my own frequency and the frequency you know you mentioned the woman that came into the gym you were you were right on to that to that high vibe what yeah. do you like what do you suggest if you and especially now um things are hard like this has not mm-hmm. been this is yeah. this we are going through it we still are yeah. um on all different levels so tell me about what you suggest for raising your frequency, how to do it and why it matters.
1: Yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, Einstein says everything in your life is a result of the frequency that you're on. And so really understanding that we're all just vibrational beings and there is actually a frequency chart. I mean, if you look at low emotions, jealousy, comparison, sadness, doubt, fear, worry, all these things are very low. And the high frequency emotions are gratitude, joy, love, uh, things like that. Um, so we are all always oscillating between the two, always. And the biggest thing is being conscious of it. It's mm-hmm. just, it's awareness of it. And then most people are not aware that all day long, they're worried about something that hasn't even happened yet. They're making up all this false stuff in their head. And so what I love to do is practice certain things, build it into my day. That's going to raise my vibration. It's going to raise my frequency. Mm -hmm. So I, so I practice things, like gratitude. I was on my walk this morning and I did, you know, I reached out to three people and I told them why I was grateful for them. And automatically if, I mean, you can feel your heart. If You just right Mm. now, while you're listening to this, if you're in a funk right now, think of something you're grateful for. It's impossible for you to feel sucky and gratitude at the same time, they can't coexist. And so mm-hmm. I build all that into my days, uh, hanging out with people like you that are like-minded. I mean, it automatically elevates the whole room, the whole this whole show that we're on. You can feel it because we're like-minded, we're of similar frequencies. So mm-hmm. things like that, eating healthy, what I listen to, what I read it's why for so long in my life, my entire career, I've had a success magazine in my office. There's just things that I want around me. I want to Mm -hmm. listen. So there's so many things you can do to raise your frequency throughout the day. I mean, movement is, is massive um, for sure, but it's just building these in. So that way you become a higher vibing person and it takes practice and you'll have someone come and they'll let you down and you it, things happen and life happens. But I mean, the journey is really trying to raise your frequency and being aware of it. And so some one little practice I have a lot of people do is every hour, if they really are struggling every hour on their phone, have an alarm go off and say, check my frequency. And, and then what I do is just take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out think of one thing I'm grateful for, and I just tune in. So that way, if I'm feeling negative, like a partner did something so AWOL, and you're like, Oh, my gosh, I can't believe Mm -hmm. they did that, or you're, you know, something's happening, I can go back and shift to the energy that I want to be.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this as you're as you're talking about it, and the value of building it in because even today. So we were talking, uh, we were talking today. It was one of those. What did you call it? It's a back. Uh, I said it was a back to back. Back to back so, world champs. Yeah, like you're it, just that's what was, it was. Yeah. It was a. It was a back to back day. I did that to myself so that I can have days that have more flexibility. Um, but I would have like a little break in between calls. Maybe it was 15 minutes or, you know, one ended early. So I had five minutes. And and it's also like it's cloudy here. Mm. So I could feel I'm just kind of like, meh. Um, and what did I do in those breaks? Did I go for a quick walk on a... No, because it, it takes uh, as long for me to get down into the mm. elevator. So, right. so that wasn't really an option. But did I... Did I text someone I'm grateful for? Did I read a little blurb in success? No, no. Do you know what I did? I sat on my phone and I went to search and I like clicked on all the pictures that the phone serves up to me. Apparently, apparently they just love to serve me pictures from The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I don't even, I don't even watch that show. Oh my gosh! And you got to get
1: off that algorithm.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. I'm like, wait, what's happening? The algorithm. But that's the thing is there. It, there, I felt like this. Like I was just sucked into some predetermined frequency oh. that is way lower yeah. than uh, what I want. So so to think about different ways, and even if it isn't every hour, but to notice those like lower free, those naturally, you know what? When One of my low frequencies. So I get up really early, uh, not because I'm like some morning routine person. I just happen to like, like to get up early and have those, I've got yeah. the kids, they're still asleep. The dog's asleep. The yeah. havers, everybody's asleep. I get yeah. the room to my, That's I get the time. house to myself. Yep. Um, but then come like right after spin, like nine thirty something, I kind of like, I walk home and I get into my house and I'm like, ugh. So, but I know, you know, like I, I we, when you know yourself, you start to get to know what these patterns are. So how right. interesting to have it built in, like what I do at that time is call someone I'm grateful for or whatever it may be. I love that yeah. idea. What are some other things you do to raise your frequency? Yeah. I'm very interested in that. Yes. I
1: have a little trampoline on the other side of my desk right here. And so... I will jump on the trampoline and I'll listen to some girl power song <laughs> and do visualization, prayer. Um, prayer is really big for me having meditation, you yeah. know, you know, really receiving and then prayer asking and connecting for sure. That's, that's where I find my superpower. And that's like my number one priority because there's so much on the internet and it's like, we have, I mean, things coming at us left and right, upside down. And I always, I want to be sure that I go back in to my heart of what, what am I trying to do and why am I trying to do it and not do things because of other people. And Mm. so I find that stillness actually, gosh, it really raises my frequency for sure, for absolute sure. And so just the mindset I'll read 10 pages of a good book in the morning or listen to a good podcast, eat very healthy. I eat prana like food. So that raises my frequency. Absolutely. Um, And then I'm very mindful of my, my home is very clean. And I know the people with kids and you are like, okay, listen, listen, lady. Um, (laughs) But I am, I am one of those people that I, everything, I don't like clutter. I I like to, I like to be able to you know, have minimal. So it's just I, I'm not overwhelmed. My desk at the end of the day, because um, things get crazy when you're back to back. Every single person knows what I'm talking about. But at the end of the day, I clean up everything. And I have a night routine, a morning routine where I pick everything up. I wipe down all the counters and I just have my notebook with what are the top three things I need to do tomorrow. That is a must. Obviously, I could have a list of 30 things, but three things. yeah, And that clarity actually raises my frequency because when we're overwhelmed mm. with tons of stuff around us, clothes everywhere, you know, dishes, whatever, it literally overwhelms you. Mm-hmm. And I had, a, you know, we all have to really learn this during these times, especially working from home, but really keeping things clean, clear. Um, I study my calendar. I got to that degree of you know, what's happening and why is it happening? And is this even important? Um, And all that plays a role in raising your frequency. And there's even things that don't raise my frequency. And if I can, I try to just get it away or delegate it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think that's, there's so much to say there. I was just thinking today I did one of the things I had to do and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore. Uh, how can I find someone on my team or how can I, so that I don't do this. This isn't the thing that I do anymore because it does, it brings down, it brings down my frequency. I do think this is, this is, um, you mentioned like having kids and, and the, and the clutter and the mess and they do, they, they, they come with more mess. However, I think an important point to bring up here is And especially even with what I was saying earlier about, okay, I need to work, 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 work. I'm not going to. And in some cases then that even means I'm not going to pick up because I'm just going to work in the mess and the chaos because cleaning doesn't seem like it would serve my ultimate goals. And and like it, it's almost an indul like cleaning is not an indulgence. I know but, what you mean. I know but, what But you like mean. to pick up is yeah. almost would would help make things easier. And I but I don't have time for that because I have to work. And so, actually, something that I've been trying to just and now hearing you say that I'm realizing, like I've been starting my days by picking picking up. Be, right. And even though I'm like I should be returning that email, I should be getting a head start on that that PowerPoint deck, like if I don't put my clothes away, I'm not going to get anything done. Right. Um, So seeing the value in the things that make you feel better. Do you know, I heard a design person once say that you should take off all of the, you know, like when you get a lamp, I'm looking around my room and they have like a sticker on it of like the voltage and everything that you should take all the stickers off your off all your power cords and the light bulbs and any extra because that's just more visual clutter and chaos. If you take all the stickers off, all and I was looking around, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's stickers on everything. <laughs> like there's a, you know, but that yes. but that the little things can make a big difference in that a, way, a massive
1: difference. And something I do on Sunday afternoons, I do a sweep through the whole house. So mm-hmm. closet, we all know you start doing meetings and it's like. There's blazers, there's this. There's I know, that. yeah, they're so everywhere. So <laughs> I go, I pick up, I I order Amazon Prime for the week. I I put things away, all that, so that way in the morning it doesn't. I don't have to deal with all of it when yeah. you're trying to get into your day. Obviously, there's still things here or there, but I have found by really prepping on Sunday or even just the evening taking. 20 minutes to just get your stuff together and, you know, figure out where you put your keys and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to make everything flow when you start your day.
0: Yeah. My, my husband makes, uh, that makes breakfast for our son. He needed, we needed to make sure that he was having heartier breakfasts. So on Sunday evening, my husband makes like French toast for the week and he, he, fixes it all up. He puts it in a container, puts it in the fridge. So then Monday morning, all you do is put the French toast in the toaster and push down. And so oh. now it's like, I know, huge Brilliant. hack, huge <laughs> hack. I heard actually, I think it was Jen Hatmaker posted this on her Instagram once. And it was something, it was this whole story about nighttime Jen and morning Jen and how nighttime Jen really wants to just go to bed and, you know, collapse and not not take her makeup off and not clean up the kitchen. But how grateful morning Jen is when she wakes up and, you know, like she has a fresh face and the coffee's already made because she did it the night. So I think about that often. I'm like, what does, what is morning Kendra? going to be really grateful for yeah night kindra just takes a moment to do it
1: yeah so good so powerful
0: so I wanted to ask you because this is something else that's been on my mind and I know comes up for any successful woman um and I hear it a lot I get asked about this a lot I would guess that you do too and that is the concept of imposter syndrome. Um, when you have these big goals, when you believe that you are destined to achieve something great, um, but then there's that voice inside that says you can't, or don't even try or whatever it is. Have you ever encountered imposter syndrome? How did you deal with it? I know you coach a lot of people, a lot of women. Um, what are some strategies you have for overcoming this? Mm. Beast.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is really hardcore what I was feeling in the beginning. I mean, all the time, I would go to events. And although I aspired to be like them, and they were my mentors, all I could think about was I can't talk like that. I don't look like that. It just it felt just crippling. Mm-hmm. And Throughout my career, it's just gotten so much easier because I have gotten so much more confident. And that's because I spend more time working on myself than I do in my business. Mm. So I so I can show up differently. And when, you know, I was speaking a little bit about the morning routine and really connecting with my higher purpose, that is my key to success. It really is because when I spend time and I understand there is only one me there to the number of hairs on my head. And Mm -hmm. when I really, Kendra, really believe that all I see is I can do this. I can do this. And I also see and look at other women and I'm like, she is so beautiful. And look at how she moves and look at how graceful she is and look at what she's done. And that's amazing because she was fearfully and wonderfully made in her own way. Mm -hmm. And so my relationship completely shifted when I started to go inward and the little idiot guy is on my shoulder and I'm getting ready to go to Vegas here in a couple of days to do a pretty big keynote. And there's other insanely powerful women sharing the stage, but they're my sisters. And There's so much beauty in them and the way they move and the way they talk. And I just have to stay inward and know that I have a message and I'm the vessel. And when I stay there and I don't go to comparison, that's what just allows me and gives me the energy, the high frequency emotions to do what I'm supposed to do on this earth. When I get lost and I get in the crowd and I my ego takes over. Mm-hmm. That's when I start to feel icky. That's when I start to feel less than that's when I start to have all those negative emotions. But when I stay in, and this is why like my team knows, my girlfriends know, everyone knows if you text Emily right away in the morning, she will not get back to you until she's done with her thing. Mm-hmm. And it's cause it's that important mm-hmm. because if I don't do that, I don't, I want, I need to show up in in the best way that I know that I'm called to show up. And when I started to really have discipline around my routine and just just my heart, that's when I started to really become more confident and everything shifted for me.
0: It's so funny listening to you talk because I think we must read the same books and are doing the same like work. Yeah. I saw it was a image somewhere. And it was, it was this beautiful piece of art. And the quote was someone else's, uh, someone else's beauty doesn't detract from your own or something like that, or look at someone else's beauty without questioning your own. And it was a picture was painted of a peacock and a flamingo. And you think about like the beauty of a peacock and like right. how, I mean, but then the beauty of a flamingo and right. that either one of them would discount their own uniqueness and their own, I mean, of course here we're talking about that outward beauty of right. two birds, but but to bring that into our lives that you would ever look at someone else and think that they're better, their feathers are just mm. different. And, yeah. and I think what you're saying is absolutely right. I have found for myself in the work that I've done inwardly to get to, to know me and who I am as right. a vessel and who I'm not. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. Oh, like I'm, I can't do that. I can, I can be this, but I, I can't be that. Right. Uh, and, and just because they're that doesn't mean that that's the right thing to be right. Like, I'm not gonna, like, I, I can see speaker who are like really, um, they'll like, you know, they get dirty on stage, they swear on stage, you know, or they've got this like grit to them. And I kind of yeah. don't. And if I were to try to do that, it would just yes. be, I I'll say like bum on stage. Like, yeah. I don't even want to say
1: B-U-T-T, right? Oh, what you're saying right now just resonates so deeply with me because that I first Thought that I had to be exactly like other successful people, and I am exact. I we're so similar in that way. Where I, I I'm like I'm not someone who drops f bombs on stage or does certain things, and I, I I had the resistance because when I didn't know myself and I wasn't confident in myself, I thought like, oh man, I got to go be like them, and th- that's a prison. Like mm-hmm. that is a serious serious prison to live in. And that's why it's so important to get to know yourself and your values and gosh, just, just your essence and your flavor and just let it go, you know? But anyways, I just wanted to chime in on that because I, that is what people do. They sit and watch. And instead of just taking in that person's knowledge that's presenting, they're like, okay, what do I got to do to, you know? And it's like, no, you just, you, you, you already, you should, you're already here. You just have to access more of who you are. You just have exactly. to go, you know, like. Just be good. more you. That's yeah. all you have
0: to, like, just, just be more you and be in touch with the you as it, as it changes and grows. But that you, I think one of the most was having a challenge with the, just with the person in my life. And ultimately I, what I realized was, no, I, I'm really happy with who I am. Mm. And I know that you want me to be something different. And I I understand why. And I'm always trying to be better and get right. better. But I'm really, when you can get to that place and yes. be like, I am really happy with who I am, even as a work in progress, which we all are. Uh, I do feel like that's where imposter syndrome goes by the wayside or at least the negative side of it. I've heard, I've heard people say mm-hmm. imposters and you have it because you are an imposter. If you're doing something for the first time, you're doing it for the first time. Like, yeah. but but yeah. to like lean into that instead of, um, give yourself a hard time about it. I wanted yeah. to ask you, cause I would imagine, um, I would imagine you've experienced this for, for anyone listening who has a big goal, they're doing life a little bit differently than their peers or than their family thinks they should. What would you say to somebody who is um, dealing with some of the naysayers Mm. or, I mean, I wouldn't even go so far as to say haters, but that's there of course on the spectrum. Um, But people who are, who are,
1: who are dealing with that, have you encountered that? Yes. Time Mm. and time again. and, and sometimes it's not haters. It's just you're evolving, you're changing, you're expanding, you're working on something. And I think people in your direct life, they don't want to feel left behind. It's usually a couple of things like they feel like they're going to be left behind or they're now having to look inward and saying, well, geez, they're growing. They're on a mission. They're experiencing more joy and I'm not. So, uh, well, I'm just going to hate on them. And so they they play the victim role. A -hmm. lot of people do that. And I have experienced this so many times in my past decade in entrepreneurship. But the hardcore year was my first year of when I decided to go my own way and build something of my own. And, you know, I'm a girl from the Midwest who didn't grow up with a lot. And so when I started to read books and and, and really uh, tackle limiting beliefs and change my paradigm of what I was taught my entire life that money doesn't grow on trees and you know work for someone else and all these things that I was taught I had to re restructure that I had to mm-hmm. rechange my story and I had, and with change comes a lot of uh, discipline and I remember vividly I made this vision board and I wrote myself out a check for a million dollars and I had you know, be my own boss and all these things on it. And a group of friends that I grew up with came over and one of them, and they were kind of snickering in the corner because I had my board out. And one of them um, said, okay, I'm going to be honest, Emily. Do you really think like you didn't go to college? Do you really think you could obtain this? And I remember like my stomach just sinking. And I was like, well, I, I, I think so. And I didn't have the certainty I have today mm-hmm. and it crushed me. And I just knew that they were just talking about me and what I realized a couple things. I'm like, whatever they want to do, if, as long as their heart desires it, I'm going to support them if they want to go to pharmacy school, I'm going to support them if they want to be a full-time mom. That's, that's my, my mindset. And if they don't want to support me and love me for who I am, then they're not a real friend. And I had that just moment. And this was in my early 20s. And I really realized that. And then I also realized that, you know, why would I take advice from someone I wouldn't trade places with? (laughs) And, you know, that that was just massive for me. And and then I would say, Third is just I, I kept surrounding myself with people who believed what I believed. I put myself in that little echo chamber uh, so that way I could stay strong. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that that especially when you're at the beginning of something, you um, be- Doing what you need to do to say to stay strong is is so important. Um, what would you? And this is just kind of kind of out of nowhere. But like when somebody says something mean to you, like on social media, because now you're a, I mean, you're a big personality. Like you are a public figure; like people know who you are. Uh, and I find that the the more public of a figure you become, the less they think of you as an actual person and more that you're just like, yeah. a, so, so when you get, and, and maybe you don't, I haven't looked, but when you get like even negative comments on your, whether they're direct messages or comments, how do you respond to those? Cause I'm, I'm thinking that there are people, you know, you have that and I can't, I've been in that exact situation yeah. with friends. Um, but when it's almost coming from like, Kind of strangers on the internet. What do you? Since so much of our life is digital, virtual now, what's your? What is your approach to those? Do you just ignore it? Do you delete it? Do you engage in it? Do you? What do you do mm-hmm. with that?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I I really believe uh, too much is given, much is required, and I'm not gonna back down or dim my light or edit my message to try to please other people and. When you get these people that are haters or whatever, I mean, typically it's because they're in a really horrible place in their life or Mm -hmm. they they are for sure a victim. And so I have that mindset even going into social media. Um, I don't, I don't thankfully get a lot of it, but when when I do, I will block them because I'm not going to give energy to it. So Mm -hmm. if I see it, I just block because... I don't want, I don't even want to deal with their negativity. Um, Or if it's a crazy message, same thing. I just swipe block and forget it. And because the emotions that they're going to provoke are low frequency. And so my thing is like, and this is the hilarious part. You could have a hundred comments. Thank you. I needed that today. Beautiful. That resonates, blah, blah, blah. And then you could have one like, well, easy for you to say you have a lot of money or something negative. And that one negative comment will override the hundreds yeah, of people that you kind of shook something up with. And so I just move on. You know, I just, I literally, I call it moving on crouton. I'm like, and I tell <laughs> everybody I mentor that I'm like, move on, move on. I'm like, how, how many minutes are you going to give to this? And, you know, now that I, I don't want to say proven myself, but kind of mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a different, uh, it's a different energy. I don't get as much quote unquote hate talk, like what do you do, blah, blah, blah. But in the beginning I really did. And yeah. um, cause I was playing loud. I have a vision and I want to create something out of nothing. And so um, with that, I would just, same thing. I just delete it, move on. And I don't even try to, I, what I don't try to do when I see people try to do this, they try to like go in this war of yeah. Crew, proving. And I'm like, okay, you could have gone and served five new people, five new customers or whatever in the energy that it just took you to talk back to Joe that lives in his grandma's basement, you
0: know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I do. That's why I'm, I was interested in, and I know that came out of nowhere, but I do feel like that there are people who will be listening and thinking there's, there's this thought, especially if you're just getting started in any, in any business endeavor that, Oh, I need to respond to everything. And you, you don't, you know, like you don't, you know, it is, it is your job to keep your energy in a place that you needed to be to achieve what you were put here to do. So Emily, out of my own curiosity, mm-hmm. what are like, what are some of your favorite books that you, that you have read, that you are reading? I just want to see if it lines up with everything that's next to my
1: bookshelf right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so many John Maxwell for, for me, when I got into my business, like a leader, leadership. What's leadership? You know. Um, so I, I mean, I really do love good leaders ask great questions. That's an awesome one. Erwin um, McManus, uh, "The Way of the Warrior," is one oh. of my favorite books. He's actually my pastor mentor here in LA, but he continues he's, to write books and he talks a lot about creativity and just yeah, I'm obsessed. Um, so awesome. for him, for sure, uh, one of my First books that helped me immensely was Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that shifted it for me. Um, Think and Grow Rich, Robert Kiyosaki, for sure. Um, any of his books. And I mean, we, I could go on. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. You love Brendan Bruchard as well. Um, you yeah. know, Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Yeah. I think it's
0: I think it's funny. I not funny, but I really want people to hear what you've been saying throughout this entire conversation and that is like we could be talking about business strategies and we can be talking about different you know like you said how to close the sale. like we could have had a whole conversation about closing the sale or or any right. variety of steps along the journey but what is kept coming what you've kept coming back to is the work that you've been doing on yourself um and it, and it doesn't sound like it was work that you did like 10 years ago and now you don't that you are an active participant in the the growing and nurturing of yourself as a person.
1: Oh, school's never out for the pro. I always say that. And there is so much to learn. And you can learn something from everyone. And I I am truly just getting started. And, you know, the minute you think you've arrived, you've you've truly begun your decline. And I have that engraved into my brain. And I'm just curious. I'm so curious. And open and I just love people and I love learning and I want to continue to have that mindset. I will. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And how important it is to keep learning about yourself. Okay. Last question, Emily. Well, second to last question. Um, what is your, this is, you know, a success stories podcast. So what is your definition of success?
1: Mm. I know. I, it's a tough one. <laughs> I, you know, I would say living life on your terms and however that looks to you and, and really, where's the excitement in there? Where's the joy in there? The things we really talked about in the beginning, you know, living life on your terms and and being grateful and excited about whatever it is you're doing day to day. you you could be a janitor and you could ha- have the utmost joy and love what you do and you could go and make a world of a difference in the school that you clean and everyone that's around you. And that's a mindset. And if you have, if you can really honestly tell me I have joy in that and I love what I do and it excites me, to me, that is success Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: I've had the, I've had it happen where I thought success was a certain thing, you know, or, or is defined by it was certain goals. It was achieving a certain level and, and had that wake up call where I was like, wait, uh-huh. why uh-huh. do I have this goal? Like what? It was like a number. I'm like, why, what am I going to do with that number? Like, right. I don't, you know, like, and what does success then mean to me? Like, what is a joy filled, Uh, life for me. So Emily, where Mm -hmm. can we find you if people want to learn more about you, what you do, who
1: you are? Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love hanging out on Instagram at it's Emily is my account name or it's Emily method.com Facebook, pretty much all the social media channels.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been a long time coming. I'm so glad that we were able to get together. I hope this is just the beginning of our conversations because I feel like we have a lot more to talk about. Uh, (laughs) Success audience, if you've been listening and loving it, be sure to submit a review. Go look for Emily. Emily, thank you so much for sharing your stories. Thank you. If you enjoyed this conversation, look up an inch or down an inch and check out all of our previous discussions. You can find those at iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, or wherever finer podcasts are sold. And of course, check out the latest issue of Success Magazine by heading over to success.com slash subscribe and get more inspiring stories like this delivered right to your front door. Be sure to give us a review on Apple iTunes and you can find me at kindrahall.com or on Instagram at kindrahall Hall. That is kindra with an I. I can't wait to hear the stories you'll tell. Until next time.